It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. This is another edition of Frontline Friday with my regular and very special guest, Bridget Gleason. Bridget, how are you? Andy, good morning. I'm doing great here in, uh, in California, and you're in New York? I am in my New York studio, the studios of the Zero Time Selling Empire, yes. I love it, the Zero Time Selling Empire. Andy, mm-hmm. last time we talked a bit about... Uh, my my morning ritual of taking a run and Peregr- I know you've got events. My peregrinations. I know you've got some some events coming up. Don't yeah, you? yeah, actually I'm, every year my sister and I over the last several years made a tradition is we run the uh, Maui half marathon. And so that's that's coming up. Uh, actually by the time this episode airs we will have done it already. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, it is coming Good up. You. Good for you. So, yeah, the challenge has been is I still have one more long run to get in, my final long run before the, the event. And uh, it's just so hot and here in New York. I mean, trust me, these summers are, well, hey, the statistics show it. The summers are getting hotter. And, yeah, it's getting out and being able to run 12, 13 miles uh, without – incurring heat stroke uh, is a real challenge so at this time of year so I paying attention to the weather and it looks like the overnight lows are going to dip below 70 for the first time in about uh, two months uh, this weekend or so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get out at five o'clock in the morning and see if I can get a long one in before the uh, sun gets too high in the sky and is that is, is this good training weather though? Is does it does it mirror the the weather that you'll have in Maui, hot and humid? Well, yeah. The difference is you know for those who have been to, to Maui is you've got the trade winds. And, yeah, you know, that's the experience. true. And they, some people I know don't like Maui as much as some of the other islands because the the pervasiveness of the winds. But the Maui Marathon, the half marathon, and there is a marathon part of it. But yeah, you know, I've. As for a different stage of life, um, it starts at five in the morning. So the great thing is, given the way the mountains are situated and where the course is on uh, in the Kanapali area and the Lahaina area, is that we get through. At least I do, based on the pace I run. I get to about mile twelve before the sun peaks up over the top of the mountains. So before that, the first half of the run, it's basically dark, almost. So it's, it's uh, yeah, they've got it pretty well organized so that you are shaded from a lot of the sun if you run, at least for me, if you run at a certain pace. So, yeah. Hopefully you, know, you know, Andy, is it segue, but it's, it's maybe slightly relevant. I owe a lot in my career to running. My, one of my early jobs that I got, I was at, I was, uh, Still in school, I was at UCLA, but home for the summer, and I was out running. I was taking a long run in the town where I grew up, and and 
a long run. Like it was, uh, I was, I was doing marathons at the time also. And it was maybe a, maybe it was on a 15 mile run and people in the town where I grew up in Palos Verdes are very friendly. And somebody started running alongside me on this path and we talked and he said, what are you doing this summer? Are you looking for work, a, a job? And I said, yeah, I'm at UCLA. Could you, you know, be great to do something. He said, well, I'll drop a, an application by. We're, we're looking for people. Well, it turns out he was, uh, he worked for Xerox. So, you know, I thought he was going to work for, you know, Joe's automotive supply <laughs> company. Okay. So, and his name was Joe. Right. And he dropped off an application for Xerox and they had a very competitive program at the time, an internship program and would, you know, take people highly competitive from all over uh, the country. Well, I got in <laughs> because I was running. I didn't have to go through any of the any of the rigmarole because uh, we were out, you know, running and 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 I got an, another job later when I had interviewed for something and it, it, the sales manager actually was not going to hire me. He told me this later because mm-hmm. I didn't answer I didn't answer some of the questions correctly. In the, I, I wasn't money motivated enough, right. and he was he was literally Andy walking me out the door, and he said, "What are you doing?" I was up in San Francisco. I'd flown up for the interview. What are you doing this weekend? Are you staying? I said, "Yeah, I'm actually I'm running the San Francisco Marathon tomorrow," and he turned around and sat me back down and offered me a job, and he said, and it's consistent with both of these too that they what this this trait that somebody's going to go out and go run 15 miles just because when i was in college and also this manager who hired me after i graduated had said you know that the discipline that it takes and the goal orientation of somebody that's going to go out and and do this willingly is a, is a great quality and characteristic so i owe anybody that's not out there running i i owe a lot to i owe a lot to my uh my running career in terms of, uh, I think it, it has set the pace for me to be highly disciplined and. I love that. Um, I love the use of the word pace. Very nice. Set the anyway, pace. Set the pace. Well, I set think the that, pace. Well, I think it's really important. I look at sort of in, in maybe two dimensions is one is at least for me personally, when I talk to people about, you know, what do they do exercise wise and so on is that, it's, um, yeah, it's the discipline, it's the competition. You know, I, I am horribly competitive, as my wife will attest. <laughs> and, um, you know, not always, not always in, in the best way, she would tell you. But it's, um, you know, I think that that's something, you know, people that are staying fit, and, as you are, you know, competing against themselves, I mean, that's, most of it, right? When you're out running, and my whole life, you know, I've run, I've swim, bicycle, you know, I'm, I'm always out wanting to better myself, competing against myself. I mean, I'm as old as I am now, I'm still you know, trying to set best times or I'm competing against other people my age. I just, yeah, you talk about the guy I thought, well, I weren't being money motivated enough, but man, you're competitive. I'd, I'd rather, I'm very competitive. I, of course. I mean, I'd rather have people that, that I... I could, it's easy enough to say, yeah, I'm money motivated. 
Yeah, anybody can say that. I'm money motivated, and you could take an assessment and you know show you're money motivated. But man, if you've got that real competitive drive, that's what I want. I want something that's really competitive because yeah, we're serving our customers, but we are competing. You know, we have competitors, we got competition. Um, you know, I'm always trying to do something better on the next deal, better than I had the previous deal. You know, apply something I learned. I mean, it's 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 just integral to the job. So I, to me, yeah, having somebody that has this real strong foundation and exercise uh, competition is, is, to me, is a good sign. The other thing, though, that I think that the running does is, for me, from a career standpoint, it's, yeah, it's the discipline and it's the, you know, it recharges you. And, you know, it's, sales is very stressful. I mean, not that other jobs aren't, but we know sales is very stressful. Very few jobs does the clock get reset to zero every 30 days. You know, the, the other thing for me is it's it, a couple of things. I, I, in a way, I've, I've gamified for myself part of my competitive streak. And it's made it fun for me. And I bring that same sense of fun to, to sales and my career. I got to have fun. I got to... And I got to got kind of gamified around what my goals are, my short-term goals, my long-term, am I getting better? Am I, and I think running and doing, you know, like you doing uh, marathons and half marathons and uh, continually looking today, did I, was my pace better today than it was yesterday? Mm-hmm. It, it adds an element of fun that I think is important. The other thing is for me, it's, so I typically run in the mornings, um, it's something I do for myself before I go and start serving others because then the rest of the day for me is about serving others. It's in a leadership role. I have a team who I'm serving um, as an individual contributor. I've got customers who I'm serving. So it's that, it, it's that piece of time when it's it's a bit selfish. It's all about me. It's something I do for me. It's something I enjoy, but not every morning. I don't enjoy it every morning. Um, <laughs> and, right. and I think, uh, yes, yeah, some people have said to me before, God, you're lucky that you like it. And I said, yeah, I'm lucky. I like it, but I don't like it every day. So I, but I think, um, I think there are pieces to it that are a great, um, sort of adjunct to the sales career and, you know, it's often said, you know, in, in sales that this isn't a sprint, it's more of a marathon. Mm-hmm. And and yet at times you may be doing a sprint uh, along the way. And it just, it's it's a good, it's a good metaphor. It, it, I found it to be a good metaphor in my life. Well, since we've headed off down this path. Um, I know, we've really veered. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't know what topic you wanted to cover, Andy, but we're on a new one. We're on a new one, right. So, so let me ask this question because this this is maybe just you know personal bias maybe but uh, yeah I, I talked to you know talked to a lot of people and you know it comes up exercise running and and you know I have some friends that live in beautiful Southern California the perfect weather environment and every day of the year they run on treadmills inside. I'm like, hmm, 
that displays a certain lack of curiosity. At least I look at it, a certain lack of curiosity because part of the reason I love running is I like to see what's going on around me and what's outside. And, you know, it's that curiosity, which I bring to sales, you know, very, very curious person, always wanting to learn more. Running sort of addresses that because, you know, I love to take different routes and see, see what's in neighborhoods, see what, you know, what the houses look like, what the, you know, who's walking their dog at six o'clock in the morning and so on and so forth. Yeah, I, uh, that's interesting. I've never, I, I've never thought about it. The people who I know who do that, who run on treadmills, it's, it, they just view exercise perhaps differently as just a thing to be done, a thing to be done. So I'm going to go get it done and it's the most expedient if I get it done here at the gym when it's predictable, I'm in, I'm out, I set the... So I, I don't know that I would I would necessarily correlate somebody that runs on a treadmill with somebody who's not curious. Um, but I do think just this this element of curiosity is extremely is extremely important. And for a variety of reasons, I've had a lot of conversations recently with um, various CEOs and board members of companies and venture capitalists. And Andy, it's interesting that you mentioned the term curiosity because I would say that's a word that has come up in almost every conversation and not by me around qualities that they look for and or admire in if it's a VC in the, in the CEOs who they've invested in, if it's a board member in the executive team. If it's a CEO in his peers and leadership, that curiosity is so critical. And when you think about in a sales environment, if we're natural, curiosity is if you're naturally curious, that's going to help you so much because sales is about discovery and it's about helping the prospect also discover. Discover, sometimes they don't always know exactly what they need and why and to be on that journey with them of discovery and to to make honest inquiries into what they're doing and what their problems are it, it's just a it's it's a real benefit if you're naturally curious well yeah absolutely and I, it brings a really interesting point bringing that up is, is that we've spoken multiple times in the past about the need for everyone who's in sales, whether you're an individual contributor or a manager, to constantly, constantly be acquiring new information about sales, whether you're reading books or listening to podcasts or reading blogs or, or whatever you do, and investing some of your time to do that. And sort of the flip side to that coin or the reverse side of that coin is curiosity, right? It's, it's, it's not just you shouldn't be looking at that as as a duty you really should be driving it because you're curious and that's that sort of gets back to my treadmill analogy a little bit but you know people are just as you said people are on the treadmill because they they want to they want to get it done they want to get it over with you know yeah you take that same attitude and, and bring it to your sales right as i'm a little robotic i'm a little too rigid with how i approach my customers and am i really sort of not keeping my eyes open and ears open for what's going on around me that so I can really hear what the customer is saying and perhaps understand better 
how we can help and what might be a better solution for them. And so, yeah, this curiosity is absolutely critical. And that's, to me, yeah, we want people to be reading books, we want people to be self-educating, but we want them to do it from be driven by a sense of curiosity to learn more, to know that there's, gosh, there's got to be something else out there that I could learn that could help make me better at whatever I do. Yeah, and I, I think that also goes back to, Andy, making sure that whatever you're doing, that you've got some semblance of passion around it. And it could be the industry that you're in. It could be that you you just like helping people. It could be you're naturally inquisitive. It it could be that you like selling. It could be, but that if we if if what we're doing is not inspiring to us in some way, we're just going to go through the motions, or not do and, it, or not do it. Or not do it. And I think more often than not, it's not do it. Because you can only go through the motions so, for so long. And then you, it, it's hard to get motivated to continue to do that. Well, there's been this influx of books written in the last year or two, actually, been published about this whole concept of grit. And you know, Angela Duckworth's book, and there have been a handful of others. And, yeah, they're all sort of talking about passion and perseverance, Mm. And, yeah, I think that a critical part of being able to be, not to be, to have perseverance or to persevere is, is the passion. I mean, you, I'm sure, have gone through periods of time with your running, not to <laughs> bore the audience anymore with our running tales, but you, I'm sure, like I have, have gone through periods where you've been injured. And, um, yeah, we... It was the passion for running that enables to sort of persevere through the recovery and then having to get back in shape again and, and so on, uh, which, by the way, gets harder as you get older. Um, but, it, you know, it is, that, it is that passion that drives you. And I think the same thing is true in almost any walk of life, but I know it's true in sales. It's, it is the passion that sort of underlies the, uh, the perseverance. You know, when, when things go off script, when things bad happen when things that you don't anticipate happen, uh, the unexpected, you know, how do you react to that? And how do you soldier on? Well, I think it's, yeah, it's the passion that helps carry you. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think also just the, when continuing our, our running and sports analogy this morning, you know, when you have an injury and your muscles then, they haven't been used and they start to atrophy a bit and getting back into it, which can be difficult and could be painful and, and, and it takes some time and sometimes it, it's passion that gets you through that, it's discipline that gets you through that. The same thing is true in sales. There are, there are times of setback and everybody has them, every sales rep has them. And when you... Ha when you are experiencing a setback for whatever reason, what is it that's going to carry you through? And I've seen that it's, it's this combination of passion for what you're doing. And sometimes it is, it is also this grit and it's this discipline and it's this, yeah, it does not feel good to get out there and run right now. Yeah. It does not feel good to be having to start over with 
the number of cold calls I need to make and the and the this base level research I'm having to do doesn't feel good. At the end of the day, I know this is what I love and I'm going to keep doing it and I'm going to have fun doing it. And sometimes it's just, I'm going to do it because I got to do it. And it's that combination when there are setbacks that are inevitable, inevitable in every, in every sales career, there are going to be the peaks and valleys and it's how do you just sort of ride, ride these out with some grace. Yeah. And think about sales in particular, I imagine there's I'd be interested in statistics on this, actually. That just thought just occurred to me. Is what percentage of people in the sales profession, either individual contributor level or management level, over the course of their career were either fired or laid off? I bet you it's a fairly substantial fraction. That have had one of the two, fired or laid off? Yeah, I've had one of the two. I absolutely, I would imagine, especially in the Valley. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly Silicon Valley is a portion of this, the audience that listens to this, but but certainly not exclusive. But yeah, I'm in the Valley. I, I can recount my own experiences being laid off uh, once in the Valley. Uh, it had nothing to do with the job I was doing. It was, they just were running out of money. Right. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that type of thing's happened. Well, how do you bounce back from it? I mean, I remember yeah. at that time, I had to see, I, I was pretty young, but my wife and I, ex-wife and I, just bought our first house. Mm. We got a mortgage. Um, fortunately, she was working, but you know, it, was, it was a Palo Alto mortgage, so it was kind of large. And even for the time, because it was, you know, our first mortgage was at... 13, 13.5% interest. You can imagine that, people listening to this. Um, is, yeah, that was, that was sort of, there was a few moments that was, it was kind of frightening. But, yeah, the next day I was looking through the paper. I was, actually, I, I found my next job by, you know, there was a, a, an article I read in Fortune magazine about a company in Silicon Valley that was doing something really interesting in the communication space. Tore it out, picked a phone, called them Monday, and uh, you know, two months later, I started work there. Andy, just as a quick segue, it's so it, it, people may be like scratching their heads, thinking, "What? You tore it out of a newspaper? <laughs> no, a like Fortune, tore Fortune magazine? And then you yeah. or a magazine? <laughs> and then I called That's them. That's yes. for you. And then you called them." That's where you did it. It wasn't done online. There wasn't a. I just think God. I cold cold called the company and asked for the vice president of sales. I I just think it's so wonderful and exhilarating to see how much things have changed over the course of you know twenty years and what the next twenty will look like, just in tools, technologies, and. But I mean, talk about this tactic. I mean, yeah, picked up a phone and I cold called the VP of sales. The yes, I mean, the cold call, the tactic should be the same regardless of the generation. Is. Tactics are the same. Yeah. And, I, are the and same. I got through it all. So, um, people answered their phones then. <laughs> they well, didn't do it now. You'd have to have like connected. You, you would have connected with them on a LinkedIn and sent them an in mail. Well, I had to get through 
the main receptionist and, I, and, oh, the, and, his, and his secretary. Right. No, those are all automated now. Yeah, those are all automated. So, I mean, you could argue that it was actually tougher back then. So, um, and unbeknownst to me, it's sort of a funny story. See, this is an example where the tools would have been useful. So, I get through to him. We talk. And make a, an appointment. Yeah, he says, yeah, I'd like to talk to you. you know, send me your resume. And, and, but we just based a conversation. He scheduled an appointment. So I go in. Actually, it turns out the guy had offered me a job at a previous company like three years before that. But I hadn't, wow. re- I hadn't recognized his name. Um, wow. For some reason, I, I don't know why. I hadn't, he didn't recognize my, mine. I didn't recognize his. Um, but yeah, as soon as we saw each other, we walked in the room. I was like, Wait a second. I know you. <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, you offered me a job. Yeah. No, I mean, he remembered instantly. So did I. It was, it was sort of funny. But yeah, had I had LinkedIn, I could have researched. Yeah, I could have said, oh, gosh, yeah, I know. I know John. John, yeah, John offered me a job before that I turned out. Actually, it's funny, sorry. He had offered me the job. People listening. He had offered me this job as, uh, as like a director of sales job at this one company. He says, so yeah, I'd love to have you come to work here. So let me give you a piece of advice. And I said, yeah. He said, don't take it. <laughs> wow. Because he said, yeah, this company, is, and the company was, uh, and most people won't. Uh, remember, it was the company that, that created the CPM operating system, uh, the first precursor to DOS on the PCs, and uh, digital research, it was called. It was based down in Pacific Grove, California. It's just uh, right by Monterey. And they say, yeah, this place is this place is going to hell. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, I think you shouldn't take it. So, yes, yeah, it's it one of those interesting interview situations. Uh-huh. That's a great story, though. Yeah, well, that's the guy, a great story. Yeah, the guy turned out to be uh, when he hired me. That next company, yeah, basically the really a influential mentor in my my whole career, and taught me a tremendous amount about sales. So, I'm glad it worked out the second time because. Uh, it was, it was a great guy to work for. Scary, but good. Well, and, and good that you, you know, you make the most of serendipity and these chance encounters with people. And it's a small world. You don't know where you're going to, where somebody's going to turn up again. And it's why these relationships are so important. And in sales, too, relationships are so important. And maintaining them, paying attention to them, and... You, you never know where somebody's going to turn up. Yeah, and we actually with this, this with John, this boss, this good friend of mine, uh, we actually we bonded over running. So yeah, once we and see how it all comes full circle. It all comes first full circle. He was would run the San Francisco Marathon every year, and uh, oftentimes, not oftentimes, but sometimes, without training for it. Ah. He was, wow. one of the, he was one of those people. So, wow. talk about grit and determination. He would, you know, he'd been busy at work. He hadn't really been doing much running at all. I mean, maybe had done some runs. And you know, I remember Ryan said, So, you know, what are you doing this weekend? I'm in San Francisco Marathon. I said, John, you haven't been running. Yeah, I'll be fine. I had a friend that did that too. Crazy in my estimation, but some people can do it. Yeah, he could do it. So, anyway, well, Bridget, uh, well, first of all, let's thank the audience for hopefully paying attention and staying with us today as we uh, we talked uh, about <laughs> all kinds of things, all sorts of things. Not many are sales related, but uh, had fun doing it. Hope you did as well. And Bridget, as always, thank you for joining me. And 
look forward to talking next week. Likewise. Have a great one. All right. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com.